Welcome, dear listeners, to A Mindful Bliss Journey, the podcast where we embark on a transformative exploration of mindfulness and bliss. I'm your host, Kaylin Frechette, inviting you to join me on this enlightening voyage towards a more serene and mindful existence. In each episode, we'll delve into practical insights, personal experiences, and actionable tips to infuse your life with moments of pure bliss. Whether you're a seasoned mindfulness practitioner or just starting your journey, this podcast is your sanctuary for cultivating a life filled with presence, purpose, and extraordinary joy. So sit back, breathe deeply, and let's embark together on a mindful bliss journey. Okay, so this week we're in for a little bit of a treat. This is Lauren Bernard. She is our first mindful guest. And I met her when I went to a One Tribe yoga. One Tribe is personally my favorite place to practice my own personal practice. And I've met a lot of teachers there, but I hadn't met Lauren yet. And I remember sitting in yoga and just being like, I think it was Yin was the first one that I went to. And I felt like I was taking my own class, which I teach very differently than a lot of teachers that I've met. And it's been very hard for me to find someone that I really connected with and someone who focused on alignment, spoke just the right amount, and just really made me feel things that wasn't too religious, not too spiritual, but just like really kind of in the middle. And it's fun, my mother-in-law actually said the same thing. She said, Kaylin, that class is really great. I feel very neutral at that studio. And Lauren felt very neutral. And I just think that is one of the best things. We all have our own favorite types of yoga and teachers to learn from. So I'm super excited to have Lauren on. I felt like she was just someone someone I needed to know. So Lauren, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, likewise, I felt the exact same way just talking with you after we said that we could probably talk for hours. (laughs) Um, I did feel an instant connection, so I really appreciate your your thoughts, your feedback about my teaching, and it's it's truly a a pleasure to like continue. So I have been teaching yoga for eight years, but I have been teaching since college. So I started out in a classroom. And nice. so teaching is, is what I do. What um, ages in the classroom did you teach? I taught so many different things. <laughs> From kindergarten to sixth to subbing high school and um, all kinds of things in between. Um, and I loved teaching. Most recently during COVID, I actually pivoted away from yoga teaching and had to, because the studio was at, the gym, the private stuff I had going, um, and like just income changed in our household. Right. So I actually taught yoga as PE in a Montessori school as well as... So cool. What a great idea. It's Desert Garden Montessori, just if you don't know it. It's a great place. That place is so great. The old um, uh, pomegranate owner. Yes. Yes, Cassie. Mm Um, loved Cassie. They yes, go there. Actually, same. our renter for the other house, we're moving cross country yeah. to North Carolina from Phoenix. That's why we wanted to get this in. Yeah. Um, she is a teacher. The mm-hmm. new renter is a teacher at... Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's so exciting. Cool. Well, yes. there's a lot of really wonderful people there. And I was, I had been drawn to it anyway. So I spent two years there 
and um, I really I I just kept thinking. So I taught human biology. I taught what they have in Montessori called peace education. So it was like a nice segue. I I was kind of done with traditional school settings, though my children have been in public school for their except for the one year I took them with me over to DGM. Um, mm. And anyway, so I have been a teacher for a long time, and cool. I mostly loved teaching yoga. And I was like, I have to go back. To okay. Teaching exclusively yoga. We'll have to have more conversations and to about who the want to teaching. be here. <laughs> to people who want to be in the class. Yes. Because that was the biggest. Well, and this is a whole other conversation, but um, a big passion of mine is contemplating how it could be better for kids. So and, I'm in the and same the whole, boat. I wanted to open up uh, yeah. yoga for DV students after the tragedy that happened over there because oh, I yeah. felt this big disconnect of I like we're we're failing <laughs> our children. We're failing our children because we ourselves don't know how to manage and regulate our own emotions. That's what we were taught growing up. Is like you're fine, you're okay. Rub some dirt on it. Just you know, rub yeah. it under the rug. We don't talk about our feelings. And so many of us are trying to like get back in touch with our emotions and vulnerabilities and our kids are showing that they don't know how to do that, but right. you can't get them to go to a yoga class. So right. it's like touching those topics. That DB has an amazing yoga program, if you didn't know. One of the kids or one of the girls yeah. that came, she said she got certified there. Yes. I was so impressed. So with I that. actually grew up with the teacher there. Oh. And so I subbed for her. That's my high school sub. Lauren experience. went to DV. I, I learned this um, <laughs> just a few minutes ago before we OG. started. Yeah. So and um, and I have two children. I have um, a boy who's a sophomore there, and I have a daughter who's in seventh grade, and they are both very very full of energy in life and very busy with sports, which keeps me very busy. Um, <laughs> Nice, but they're they're amazing kids, and um, it's. I've always said that like being becoming a mom was probably the best thing that ever happened to my evolution, because it was the opportunity to not only be a version of myself that they deserved, and to have the real yoga. <laughs> Yes. You know, the, yes. the real opportunities to find the balance, the real opportunities to practice reactivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so yoga started when I was 19 in college. And like you, I have kind of a, an interesting childhood experience <laughs> that led me to finding, to finding my mat. Um, and so. That's so cool. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Oh, nice. We've been, we've known each other since we were my kid's age, which is very weird and, um, and crazy and awesome and all things in between. That's got to be such a trip having a sophomore and being like, oh yeah, I was like, it's very weird. I'm still with your dad and this is when we met. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. That's so cool. I love that. It's, um, I think motherhood can really, or just parenting in general Mm -hmm. can really transform your journey. I remember I was pregnant with my first. I have a newly five and newly three-year-old. And I just was like, I already didn't love who I was in the mirror. I mean, I was always bright and energetic, but I was a chameleon. I was a people pleaser. I had so much trauma. I didn't love how I was showing up in the world. And when I was pregnant, I just decided we got to do the work. 
Because this child, like, I will no longer continue to let my trauma and my mom's trauma and her mom's trauma affect my children. And I'm going to raise boys who are emotionally available. I saw this thing the other day that said... Um, the trauma is going to keep reliving in, in your family until someone is strong enough to show up and face those feelings. And so I think it's really cool and it's really inspiring to meet people that woke up from that and decided, you know what, we're not going to keep just like floating through yeah. life. We're just going to like face it head on and here we are and we're going to do this. Yeah. So I love that. That's it. Yeah. See, I knew we had. The moment we met, I was like, I feel this is... This is a thing here. <laughs> you know, and um, on that topic of just parenting and our parents, and I, to this day, I have an amazing relationship with both of my parents. They're, they divorced when I was young, and I had a great separation kind of in different chunks from both of them in different ways. Hmm. Like and it brought out the best in them for separating, maybe that it was good for them? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know that they were, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know that answer to that. You don't know where it really came but, from, but you just felt something from that. But I was only about like two, I think, when they, so I, all I ever knew was two houses. They shared custody of my sister and I. Okay. And the, up until I was about 10 or 11, and that's when they started kind of competing for custody. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I ended up actually living with my dad and moving here with my sister, my dad, and a soon-to-be stepmom in 93. Where did you move from? I grew up in Nebraska. Okay, and your mom was staying so there. my mom stayed in Nebraska and some other family that, that stayed there as well. And um, so it was, it, it was a huge, um, pivotal time to shape my perception and, and has given me the biggest gifts, but of course the lotus grows in mud. Right? <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's all about how you handle it. It's all about how you handle it. Yeah. Because if I had been many other ways, which I could have been, you know, responding um, from a totally different place, I, I could have easily gone in so many different directions. You know, mm. when you like find those. It's a very important age back, for those moments of. Yeah. You look mm -hmm. back and you think like, it could have gone this way, it could have gone that way, it could have yeah. gone this way. And so I really am grateful that it's all gone the way it's gone. And um, it's it's been exactly what I've needed to to do the work I think my soul is here to do, mm. is here to do, still working at it. I love that. I yeah. can very much <clears throat> pull from that, yes. And I saw on your... I was looking around on your Instagram mm -hmm. after weeks. I was very curious. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm very new to this feeling of meeting people that I just instantly feel mm -hmm. a connection to. It was described to me as my mentor. I have an amazing mentor um, that you like the more you go on your journey and the more that you raise your own vibrancy that you start to meet people who are very much in line with that. And mm -hmm. So I'm very much experiencing that. It's been three really hard years, transformative years, um, really tackling down all my stuff. And 
so it's very interesting. Like I feel like I'm in the most aligned version of my entire life right now. And That's it's awesome. very strange, but so cool. So when I met you, I was just like, man. So on your site, I saw that you do, that you're a big component of the human design too. And yeah. I am oh, so was, in love I with the human design. <laughs> That's so weird. So yeah. I want to know what you are because yeah. I'm very curious because it helps me just understand mm-hmm. people. Um, and if people and have no idea what we're talking about, they can go on to my Instagram and there's a freebie in the link in my bio so they can find where to access all this information. I just signed up and for and it and oh, it's... I mean, even though I'm already like super deep yeah. in the human design, I still signed up There's for it. It was really resources. cool. It um it linked me to a podcast mm-hmm. that I hadn't heard of before, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to listen to that because I love different perspectives on it. Um, I love the Enneagram, but I feel like the Enneagram, I kept getting different responses because mm. I feel like the Enneagram is great for someone who yes. knows exactly who they are. And I just didn't know quite who I was yet. And I was trying to be the most honest that I could. And it just didn't align with me. So I think all different programs are so incredible. You just have to find the one yes. that resonates with you. And human design, I was like, yes. I'm a projector, 100%. Oh, totally. okay. I learn by like What's speaking out loud. I would have to look it up to know okay. those in depth. But every time I see projector stuff, I'm like, yes, yeah. this is exactly how I handle I things. Love this projectors. is exactly how okay. I go. And that's why like everything I'm doing, it just is all aligned. But I also only, I'm only successful like by doing like three to four hours of work mm-hmm. a day. And if I do anything more like with this move, I get so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And like yesterday, my body shut down on me and I was like, Halen, this isn't like this isn't aligned with you. You can't do this. But I became aligned when I started living in alignment with my chart and realizing like, okay, two, three hours a day tops Mm -hmm. of work. That's like I'm writing a book right now. I'm like, that's all I can do. That's Mm -hmm. all I got. And then I put it away. So what is yeah. yours? So I am the hybrid. I'm the manifesting generator. So there's, oh, there's yes. manifestors, generators, projectors, reflectors are the rarest, less than 1%. I actually know one person, but... I don't and know then if I've met a, a projector or a, a, a reflector, reflector yet. Less than 1% of the entire population. That's so, so interesting. And you would kind of know. Is that person like, so cool? So cool. So cool. She's oh. amazing. We actually did yoga <laughs> teacher training together. Oh, that's um, so cool. But she, she's like one of my favorite people. Oh, I love that. So manifesting generator is a hybrid, and you can actually lean a little one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I lean a little manifester, which okay. similarly kind of needs some white space, but more like on a weekly basis than a daily basis. So like I would do really well working like three, four days a week, mm. but I do have a lot of energy to burn. So even if I'm not necessarily working, there should be some like physical energy involved. So your adrenals are really aligned. <laughs> your I mean, adrenals going they're, they're recovering. I'll tell you that. There's well, everyone's adrenals plenty, are recovering. Nine out of ten people a, have a sluggish liver that they just don't yeah. even. So that's a different topic. That for is a different, different topic day. for sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like being able to know the design and it was, it's just so, um, it's so confirming. It's so validating. Yes, about your just the, your natural ways and so you can say you know what that's just the way I am mm-hmm. and um it makes life 
just easier. Just Even it down to, so there's a really amazing app, um, mm-hmm. just literally human design, yep. and they have a really great free version, but yeah. they also have a really great paid version. That same one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is, and I also have like the workbook and stuff and mm-hmm. even going down to like, it talks about how you eat. So yeah. the human design, I guess let's rewind just a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the human design is very much similar to a personality workbook and it goes based off of your um, your chart, your star mm-hmm. chart. My words, my brain okay. is a little fried. It's a combination of lots of different things. So mm-hmm. it's a combination, it's like an overlay of astrology, of the Kabbalic tree of life, of the um, Chinese I Ching, the Indian chakra system referred to often yes. in yoga, which is kind of what was I was geeking out about that part of it as well as I've also been curious about astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like there's DNA research. So it's like this, yes. this overlay of all these different technologies. I do believe it's really leans more science, but there mm-hmm. is art and there is a little mysticism involved in some of those ancient teachings mm-hmm. and traditions too. So it's I like feel like everyone I've met is so aligned with their chart though. Yeah. And like with other personality um, systems, I haven't quite met people who are like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you could be that, but you could also be this, which we're all a little bit of a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but with human design, like every single person I meet that knows the human design, I feel like is 100%. It's very rare that I meet someone who is not as they are in their chart, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. I feel like it leaves very little room for error. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would love to combat that and talk about that. But um, if you haven't checked out human design and you want to, like it was very prominent in my self-discovery journey and it talks about like even down to like how you eat, which was completely how I eat. I very much intuitively Mm -hmm. eat. And I just kind of like go graze and ask myself like, does this sound good? Do I want this? Like what does my body need? And not everybody is like that. Some people are just nibblers and Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like the, and it goes, it links back to like your ancestry of where it goes. So it takes your, um, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I am a little fried from everything going on in my life, but it takes your date of birth, the exact time for like the alignment of the mm-hmm. stars in the skies. And I know there's a lot of people that like to go in and combat, um, sure. astronomy and everything. But there's but, like actual data on the exact grid point on the planet. Yeah at that exact moment that there's there's like you can measure particles energetic particles they're called like neutronians or things something like that um and that's what makes up your energy yeah so, and like how so would true. each person be you know yeah unique? and we're all so different like i love it because it breaks it down into so mm-hmm. many different areas i'll have to send you my chart when I, we're done I because like i would love to see your chart, chart too um, in the profiles, I'm a two five, which is kind of a, a rarer um, profile, and like it's almost like your archetype um, yes. that you wear on top of your your energy. Yeah. Do you remember yours? You'll have to. I don't. I have to yeah. look at it. We have okay. so much going on right now. I <laughs> sure. usually could tell you like my whole chart makeup because I'm a geek I'm for really it. I'm impressed that you wanted to. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> 
Yes, our pod left yesterday, and yeah. um, our kids are very much picking up on the fact that we're leaving, even though we're excited. So yeah. when I found out I That's was right. a core chakra of the earth, which is not even on like the normal chakra chart, it's mm-hmm. um, number 12, and I was like, I need to know more about this. And so the more intuitive I have gotten about like where do I need to be, I've been manifesting, so it goes back to the human design mm-hmm. Um, I used to manifest, there's multiple different ways every type manifests differently. And when I stopped focusing on like an exact location of where I wanted to go, because I mentor was like, Kaylin, you don't manifest in that way. You're a projector. I want you to try to focus on how do you want to feel? What do you want to see? So instead of focusing on like an exact location, it was more, I started shifting in like, I want to feel calm. I want to die with the season. I want to go inward in winter. But like here in Phoenix, everything everything picks up in the winter mm-hmm. and my body doesn't align to that environment. Yeah. And so when I started focusing on that and getting really clear about that and switching how I manifested because we manifest completely different. Mm-hmm. I manifest on a more overall feeling. Right. I'm not and specific also. Things. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. things started aligning so crazy, you guys. Like there were so many red flags. We kept getting outbid. We were going to have to stretch like income wise to be able to afford like the type of lifestyle we were going to have out there. And we were just like so disconnected from it. And we were fighting all the time. And then when we switched and I started manifesting differently, not a single fight. Everything fell in line. I manifested my exact house that we ended up buying, and we weren't going to buy a house. Mm. Um, and all of these things lined up. So the human design really helped guide me there of like understanding me and my chemical makeup and how mm. I work, even in friendships, relationships. So do you know about your family's energy types, like your husband, your So children? I just made a note to look up my children. Yes. So my youngest is an empath, which I also learned about mm. myself. And so I've had to um, really adjust to that. So, and learning their love languages and all of those things all really make it up. So I'm still waiting to figure out what his exact time of birth is because I really want to look it up. I did look at my kiddos when I first dove into this um, 10, 11 months ago. Um, But that was a while ago. I need Mm -hmm. to go back in and really dive into it. So... That's fun. And yeah. so that's something that I do. It help people kind of like, you know, so the freebie's there to gather the information, but then if you want to like unpack it and yes. um, go through any coaching kind of stuff, I, I love to incorporate human design as well as all of my yoga philosophy and practice. I yeah. I love yeah. that. How would you say, do you incorporate <clears throat> the human design into your work with your kids? Oh my gosh. As soon as I that's knew, I'm fascinated about yeah. that. So as soon as I knew what their, first of all, their energy types, it was like, okay, this is great. Now it makes sense why they have to co- like constantly, they have to be moving their bodies and why they get so frustrated if they don't like exert energy and okay. keep it moving, et cetera. Or like, and the knowing the energy type. So if you're a generator, they're both pure generators 
then your not self theme tends to be frustration. So if you are seeing your child frustrated, you know that something is off. Yes. Right? That they're somehow unaligned. And you need to ask more questions Mm -hmm. that are more geared towards them instead of just being like, oh, they're moody or having a tantrum. That's not the truth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's something going on if you're willing to see. Right. Because they should be in satisfaction. And so some of the things like that was shift, that were a great shift to say to them, especially now that they're older, like what would help you feel really satisfied today? Oh, that's such a good one. Let's all pocket that one for later. Like what what would help help you feel feel satisfied? And I I would, and generators are like 70% of the population. And truly I think that part of the problem in the world is that people aren't necessarily living in that alignment. Well, they're not tapping into it because right. they, we've programmed the world. We're just diving into schools, right. which is why I would love to... And it's generators like can work. They can yes. do. Even if it's not something that they necessarily are like really lit up by, mm. they have the engine. So they, they, they're good little soldiers and Which is exactly punchers. what the school system wants right. because they're making good employees out of the mm. parents in school is a babysitting mechanism but making good employees out of the kids too by removing the creativity by removing the feelings by removing the humanity in it the spark of the teacher paid time and Mm -hmm. energy yes lots of that we're gonna do some really cool things (laughs) i'm gonna pocket all of that and uh make that claim right now that we're gonna do some cool things together sounds like we have very similar goals definitely how has that helped your relationship within because I love all these things when it's like free and stuff like that Mm because I think that those I think you should always be careful about what you sign up for and everything if the intention isn't there but when people are willing to share the tools and obviously you pay for more in-depth stuff right 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 but the when the roots are there for free I think Mm -hmm. that's really important um, so how yeah. would you say overall that has helped like with your marriage as well? Because you guys have been married for a very long time. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, having understanding more of myself and my needs and how I work mm. is, um, and, and also like finding the most satisfaction for myself. I think that's the, the key is, is having first your, a better understanding of yourself. But then of yes. course you can have a deeper understanding of your partner. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, my husband literally just doesn't have the energetic um, chakra defined where he might have an opinion, for example. Mm. So if I say like, what do you think of this sweatshirt? <laughs> he's know, just not there. He's just like, I don't have an opinion. You yeah. Know? Or, you know, what do you think should we have? What should we have for dinner? It's just like, I don't really have an opinion right now. And so that, oh, for like a silly, a silly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or what shoes? So just understanding that it's right not foot, like a shoe on the left foot. Intention there that it's no. just like, that's just how it's he's made up. Just like, like, that's just, I just don't. Yeah. yeah. So like, especially because we grew up um, dating and we were so young, like mm-hmm. those little things, oh, you know, you just start to realize like, he's not trying to do this. This is just the way he is. And it was really nice to have that confirmation Um, and then like, and I think there's also, especially if I, I've searched like probably 30 people's charts by now, and that's what keeps me so excited about it. And so like wanting to make sure people have the the resources available and helping them understand like you're, cause I think sometimes at least before pre and post, um, human design, I think before the human design, I would often be felt like 
why do I do things like that? Mm-hmm. And part of that was triggers from childhood sure. trauma, for sure. But the other part was just understanding how I'm made up the way I'm made up and why I do things the way I do, which the Enneagram can do that too. And mm-hmm. the other ones can do that as well. It's all about just what yeah. aligns and feels right to you. And by for better sure. understanding your partner, their love language, their human design, their Enneagram type can just help you connect with other exactly. people because you understand like this wasn't ill intended. Mm-hmm. This is just who they are, yeah. I think is so special. It is so special. And for you as a projector, you um, you soak up a lot of energy. Yeah. So you have... I'm working on that one. Yeah. So Got my the different smoky shapes, cords and everything. Right. The different <laughs> shapes on the chart, if they're yeah. colored in, they're called defined or yes. closed. And if yes. they're white, they're open and undefined, which means you tend to soak up a lot. And projectors will soak up a ton from other people. I soak up a lot. You actually I have to work on protecting or protecting my energy. That's like my hardest really difficult thing right now. Mm -hmm. It's very like I started crying at drop off because my five year old was having a hard time and I just I felt his feelings to my soul. Exactly. Yeah. I can imagine being a parent as a projector. It's hard. Very hard. It's very hard. And as Mm. is my sister in law. So we have lots of great combos about projectors. Yeah, Yeah, we're really fun people and really amazing. I think the hardest thing I've learned is I have a lot of wisdom. I've been through a lot of trauma and I, I do feel like I had been on this journey before. It was so weird when I started this journey. It just, it was hard. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I had a lot of trauma to unpack. Um, and it was really hard. But it took about two years while I had a newborn and while Mm -hmm. I had a one-year-old and I was going through all this transformation, redefining all of my friendships, dating myself, creating my own identity and really going through all that work. But on some level, it just felt easy. Like my body was just waiting for me to let go. And I have a lot of people tell me like, you woke up at 25. And my mom is like, Kaylin, I'm 50 and I'm trying to do that. Like, I wish I could have done it sooner. And so I think there is a lot of truth there of like, I feel like I had been on this journey before and now it just was like, we're ready. You're ready to do something incredible, but we have to like do this work to remind you how hard it's been and where you've been. And so that was, that's it. That's it. And that's where it's like, we're ready how did, to how did do this it happen because yeah. this is very rare so it's very rare that i'm that, so young no that you had that understanding were you in yoga were so you... i started um so i met my husband when i was just about 21 we've been mm-hmm. together for almost 11 years and um I just, I think I just started becoming very aware of like how I was showing up and my feelings were taking over me because I didn't know I was an empath. So I was just absorbing feelings Mm -hmm. all around me Mm -hmm. and it was so crazy. And I've always been told I'm wise and I was an old soul Mm -hmm. ever since I was young. I never had very many friends my age. They were Mm -hmm. always older. My best friend is 40. Mm -hmm. All of my closest friends are 40 Mm -hmm. and um, it's always just blown my mind, but everyone's always told me like, and one of it was I was forced to grow up at a very young age yeah. and I was forced to be very responsible. I didn't really get much of that childhood yeah. to be able to play. So part of it is that, yep. but I think part of it is 
I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to wake people up yeah. is how I feel. But I had to wake up first. Mm-hmm. And I love raising vulnerably open children. So it happened when I got pregnant the first time. I wanted to lose weight. So I started mm-hmm. going to yoga. They had a daycare. I went to Lifetime. It saved yeah. my life. Oh my God, me too. And they had a daycare and they had phenomenal yeah. yoga. And mm-hmm. I was like, because my aunt tried to introduce me to yoga like six years prior. And it just was like a joke to me. I didn't like it. I, you know, anyways. So I fell in love with yoga and I started realizing I would be crying and stuff. And I was a tired mom. Sure. Super tired. But uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I just started waking up. I just started going through things. I just started like seeing my mom as a person and a human with her own tragedies and her own moments. And I just started doing the work. And when I started doing the work, it was like a, it was like floodgates came down. Like you were ready. Let's do this. We we need to help other people, but we have to help ourselves first. You have to have this foundation. And so I started doing a lot of yoga. Um, And then randomly, I had my second child. It's so crazy. I sold my candle business because it was just, I didn't have the space for it. But my body was shedding. It was like, we're getting rid of all this stuff. And I had another baby. And I had a one-year-old and a, like a two-month-old, three-month-old. Because we went back to the gym three months in. And um, I randomly signed up for yoga training. I wasn't even like in my dream. I wasn't, I had no, yeah, Yeah, I had no idea. I had cool. no idea. It was yeah. so crazy. Julie, um, Ades. I'm hoping I'm saying Julie, she's a very good friend of mine. Has spoken about her, but her last yeah. name. I'm yeah. not sure if I butcher that. Sorry, Julie. She. We were in the locker room. I was just having a moment. I couldn't figure out how to make yoga training work. Which I don't know why I even wanted to do yoga. It was my soul telling me mm-hmm. like we need you to were do probably this. Probably a yogi before. Yeah, I was probably, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was like, I can't do it. My husband travels a lot. My in-laws, like, I can't I get this much work. Like, I was a full stay-at-home mom and running a business. I'm like, we have to let the business go. You're ready to evolve. And um, I saw Julie's like, Kaylin, do you trust me? And I said, yeah. And she said, you need to sign up for this yoga. And it's funny because a few months before, one of my friends had mentioned their program, and I laughed. And I was like, I don't know if I trust that. They're a new studio. They're doing yoga training for the first time. I don't want to waste my money. I don't know yeah. about that. And it's it's really funny, and I feel really bad for laughing it off with um, at to her because she was serious about it. I didn't take it seriously. And then I signed up, and it was the best thing I've ever done. It taught me how to be a human. Mm-hmm. Carrie is one of the best mentors mm-hmm. I've ever had. She's awesome. She she ta- she helped me figure out Mm self-love and that I didn't have self-love and so that like I was truly meant to be in that specific training with those specific women because Mm -hmm. I grew and that is when I shed everything and I just evolved I didn't even want to teach yoga I tried to teach in a studio and I was like this is not my jam yeah I didn't I this is not my jam I want to let my freak fly I want to do my sound bowls. I want to do my ocean drum. I want to teach yoga the way I teach yoga with alignment, which is why I felt so at home in your class. And I just started 
being aware and waking up. And then I found this gap in the system of my 15 minute of mindfulness program. I'm like, people need realistic things, but they also yeah, need that. to know how to do hard things. Mm-hmm. So I help people get more mindful in 15 minutes a day because I can't believe who I've become from who I was. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me feel like we've been here before. Yeah. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. Let's help people. I'm moving to the woods to grow an apothecary and have a wellness studio. It's so crazy. It's so gangster. I, so love, the- <laughs> I love it. It's so it's so exciting. Thank when you, you told me that, I was like, oh, I got all the warm and fuzzy. Yeah, so that's how it just happened is I just, I mm-hmm. wanted more for myself and for my boys. And I wasn't going to let my, I wasn't going to be a victim of my past anymore. And I f- yeah. just feel like I'm here to help people wake up. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to, we can, we don't have to forget. I yeah. Mean, we, because in the, in the contrast of what you experienced, it allowed you, allowed you to see what you want. It allowed mm-hmm. you to see the, what you want for yourself, for your own children. The clarity. It, it gives so much clarity. And it gave me clarity of like, I don't. I don't want to live this big life that we have to keep working harder and our things start to own us. Like, I want to raise my boys in the woods. I want them to know where their food comes from by growing it. I feel like we've lost a connection as a community. And our priorities are so backwards. If I could go back to when my kids were your age and and have the world be as it is right now with the way the energy is shifting. Isn't it crazy? Because what human design also talks about that has, I just started studying it. I knew my energy type maybe five years ago, okay. but I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Just that another one, right. another yeah, thing I signed up for. Right. You know, <laughs> but then yes. um, when I, I met Allison, she's the um, founder of that podcast and she's oh, so she's cool. been coaching me this year. I actually had her do um, a couple of different in-depth like sessions like reading my chart and then um, I was in a place though where I was really like okay when I stepped away from the full-time teaching job I knew I think I had maybe touched on oh I'm in frustration oh, oh I'm I am I need this this needs to change what would help mm. me feel more satisfied so um, I mean I was I have a lot of energy, but like I said, I need a couple days of white space where I can just like whatever creative project moves me. If I want to go to coffee with somebody, and I'm not, I'm just talking like a couple of hours because let's be real, as moms, like a bit we of are not off. And especially as <laughs> yeah. they get older and you've, you're driving uh. them everywhere. So I was like, you know, getting up super early and I had, I had been home or, you know, part-time working for a long time. And like my food prep is like a huge deal to me and, yeah. and feeding my family real food. Yes. And it's a lot of work it's doing that work. and it's exhausting. So transitioning to a full-time job, I will say to anybody who thinks they can't do it, you can freaking do it. Yes, you because can. I'm, we are like supporters said, of all I was showing up here. with all my liquids like I did today. I'd have, and anybody who knew me at work was would just be like, wow. But I was a creature of habit about it. Like making all the all the juices, making a salad to take mm-hmm. to lunch or make, or putting some of the leftovers. Setting yourself up for success. Yes. To feel yes. good. Right. Yes. Right. 
but it was a process and by the end of the the work day and just having so much care for the kids in the community but then also like having to pivot from there and deal with teenage needs and drive them places until 10 p.m and do it all again five days a week i was so burnt out yeah and it is possible to be burnt out as a mom i don't care who you are or what you say if you have anything other than that to say you are not an advocate for humans and moms because i was burnt out from being a mom i didn't so i started incorporating more um weekend trips like just by myself or with a very few like appropriately picked people to rest and restore just to not be responsible because we're on. I'm on 24-7 being a stay-at-home mom and trying to run a business on top of that. You better believe I'm burnt out and handling all these emotions that we're trying to yeah. teach them and actually like showing up for them is even more exhausting. It is. So, and, and the point like that I was saying at the beginning of like why I think it's so cool to, to study human design and like going deeper into all that too mm-hmm. There's this understanding that we're shifting into, and probably everybody's feeling it, right? Since 2020 through to like 2027 to 2030, according to all the things, that we're really shifting into a new experience of reality. It's about time. Yeah. And so I think it's such a blessing that like you, your listeners are tapping into these things at younger ages with your children younger. It's going to help exponentially with mm-hmm. the overall population growing up. So, and projectors are like the new the new leaders of the way. Mm. We're all going to more emulate your way of being. Yeah. Even generators. Um, and I think probably we've all experienced a little bit of that with COVID and mm-hmm. lockdown. And we are all like saying no more. We're saying mm-hmm. protect mm-hmm. my energy more. What, yes. is, what is a full body yes? And what is a... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go yeah. to concerts anymore. I mm-hmm. don't go to big parties anymore. I say no to holiday parties yeah. because I cannot handle all of the different <clears throat> energies. And since I really took a huge step back from drinking, mm-hmm. I just don't... I I think a lot of us are in that. Like, as this move is going, I even said, Kaylin, you're doing too much again. I need to pause all of my free stuff. I need to pause the free yogas and the free meditations mm-hmm. and everything because I just... I can't do it all and I think mm-hmm. we are finally realizing that that like we can't do it all nor should we yeah. but it also takes a village to support a mother to support a parent yeah. and I think that's like really backwards I yeah, it's, really want to I want to undo all of the like thriving off of someone's misery that they can't do it all I really want to undo yeah. all of that that we can do it all because we can't and we shouldn't Mm -mm. and it's just hard like comparing to each other yeah i tried is hard i I actually gave it a really good go and how did that feel when you did that like i said i was just tired empty (laughs) Empty. nothing left for anybody especially not myself Mm -hmm. my practice kind of fell to the wayside i was or i would force myself to go to 5 30 ashtanga and um, that one's a hard class. Oh, it's my practice, but it's I can't. Awesome. I mean, I love Ashtanga. <laughs> I meant like the five thirty. I meant the really yeah. early wake up. This time of year, it's that's not, it's not happening. Really very much. hard. 
I do when I so I teach at 8:30 on Tuesdays, 9 or 10:30 on Wednesdays. So when I have morning classes that I teach, I do get up super early to do my personal practice, which is important it's on my own or, or at the studio. But I have like a five, six day a week practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've that's just what I found. But it evolved from 15 minutes mm-hmm. or once a week. So you and know, you it's have to do something every day. Years. It's yeah. been a long time. You have to do something every single day. Like I can tell, I just gave this advice to a yogi actually, um, because you can tell when someone's personal practice is not strong. My personal Mm -hmm. practice is so strong. It comes above teaching because if I'm not getting it in for me, it's going to show. Yeah. And like yogis, I think the most, like I've been to classes that you can tell their personal practice. They are not living the yoga life. Right. They are not doing the practices. They're comparing. They're judgmental. Yeah. They're they're not showing up. There's eight different limbs of yoga that makes up a whole yoga like yogi lifestyle. And oftentimes people are only walking one walk of life. Yeah. And 100%. it really is about the balance of yeah. all of it. And you can tell when mm-hmm. people are not. And I think that's what I picked up and on in your classes. Mm-hmm. I was like. This girl walks the walk, mm. and I need that. I need more people like that in my life that actually walk the walk. Yeah, and I don't do it from a sense of ego. No, <laughs> I really don't. Well, you can't do it it's from like ego. Hundred really percent. Um, well, okay, maybe it's selfish to be honest because I I teach. I didn't know that I wanted to teach yoga. I knew I wanted the spiritual transformation. I wanted yeah. the self care. Mm-hmm. I wanted the commitment to show up for myself. That's why I signed up. And it's funny because like maybe 10 years before that, Carrie, who owns One Tribe, said to me at Lifetime when I was a mom with kids your age, how about that? that, Yeah. How about that yoga teacher training, Lauren? And I was like, (laughs) hot mess. I I can't give you 10 weekends. Are you kidding me? That's a lot. No way. It's a lot to ask for for yourself too without the guilt, which we deserve it. But that's the thing. I was not there at all and the people pleaser in me was so strong um I just wasn't there Mm -hmm. but it was it did it planted a seed that was like why would she even say that to me oh what like Mm -hmm. what and I always admired Carrie anyway um so yeah it's a huge compliment later on I I was like uh, hemming and hawing about it for a month and a friend of mine was finally like, how, like shaking me, like, how can you not see this is your path? Oh, I you love know? that. Um, and it, even well, you still, can't see it when you're so in it. No, and even still, um, after my training, I was very hesitant to start teaching. You know, I just, I, I see Which that. Which most I see people that are. in classes. I see weird stuff at studios. I don't really want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And this has really been a place where I, and I, so I've felt out some other weird stuff at other places. And that's why during What's the What's the weirdest thing you've experienced without trash talking anyone? Cause yogis don't do among, that. <laughs> among yoga teachers or among studios? Any of it, just studios or other teachers. Cause I had no mm. idea. I remember the first time I like called my mentor and I was like, dude, there's so much drama what is happening because I'm not a drama person yeah. drama in my life I'm like no I just because as an empath and as a projector I can't I, I cannot handle drama it's just not my jam so I just don't say anything about anyone because I don't want it to ever come up and like be confronted with it I mm-hmm. want to wholly solely be able to say I did not say that mm-hmm. I did not do that so I remember the first time calling my mentor and being like what is happening what is all this drama like I wasn't involved in it but I watched it go down I was like 
this is supposed to be yoga. And she just laughed and she was like, Kaylin, it's time for a conversation. And I was like, okay, so what is, uh, so I had no idea all this stuff mm-hmm. happened. And cause I was like, just so in my own world. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was for me too. Yeah. And, um, and so when I saw just like yeah, people just acting out of integrity and, mm-hmm. and they would, and it was like almost like putting on a, a character and they would teach a class and then they'd take it off and you'd be like, huh, mm. well, that, that's interesting. And then I think at some point, one of my more mentory teachers, she pointed out like that, you know, the problem, the problem is, is that the students put the teacher on the pedestal. That's what I was which, told too. Right. And I'm like, the well, ego goes way up here if you're not controlled it in maybe your is ego. Part of the problem. Yeah. It's maybe part of the problem. I think it is a big part of it. Um, and I do think it's important for people to understand, like, if, if I ever get, like, obviously I love to hear feedback that the mm-hmm. class was, was helpful for your personal experience. Um, and I want to know what, you know, my areas of growth would be and all of that. But if, like, to receive a ton of, and obviously we know about, certain teachers like celebrity teachers that have gone crazy mm-hmm. and done some weird things within the yoga world mm-hmm. like when so if anyone does ever bring that I just say that wasn't me that was yoga because mm-hmm. that's that's what it's about it's it's mm-hmm. a very you're well, leading we're just someone into the intimacy within mm-hmm. them and so they think it's you you can't let it think it's you. Yeah, exactly. You don't can't let, let it get to your it, head. Don't, don't let them think it's you because it's yeah. it's yoga. My mentor kept saying, you're a guide. Mm-hmm. And I think like on, on my website, everything, I am very clear. Like, I am not a healer. Yeah. Therapists, they are not healers. We are all just guides yeah. to help you get deeper within yourself. You have to be ready to take mm-hmm. that step. No one can heal you. Right. Nobody can force this, like... It just might be on that very specific day that that person really resonated with what you had to say. Right. Really felt what you had to say and right. felt it in their body because they needed it. They were ready. That's the guide and that's they the process. They were ready for it. They were looking for it in some in some way. Mm-hmm. And through breath and through through silence, through awareness, it comes. So mm-hmm. it just, you never know what's yeah. going to touch someone. You never know. And you never yeah. know if someone's just going to break out crying right. and whatnot. But yeah, it's very much, it's it's the people who know and who can stay very humble within their mm-hmm. practice and their teachings of like, I just, I have all these tools I want to share. Right. They're either going to align with you or they won't. Mm-hmm. But you also cannot be everybody's teacher. There's going to be some mm-hmm. people that they don't like your voice. 100%. But I think the authenticity is one of the most important things that can happen of, like, my voice might get a little softer, mm-hmm. but I don't put on this huge, like, completely different, I mean, right. my husband calls it my yoga voice when I get really <laughs> calm and sure. I talk like this, yeah. but I'm still me mm-hmm. and I'm still sharing the things that I do. Yeah. 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 Oh, that brought me back to the projector. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned was yes. I have all this wisdom, but if somebody is not ready to right. hear it and if somebody is not in mm-hmm. their journey, I have been really working on biting my tongue and holding it back because it will never be received in the intention that I mean for it to be received as a projector if I give wisdom that's unwanted. Mm-hmm. And it, But if someone is seeking wisdom from me, 
I can speak to it and that person will feel it very deep in their soul right. because it's very aligned and it's very intention based. Yeah. So that was a really fun thing to learn yeah. about. And it's very hard. Um, it's hard to bite your I tongue. You're, you're <laughs> really lucky to know it younger than older, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it saved less, my life. It saved how I showed up. Mm-hmm. And I think I break. ask myself every day, like, how do I want to show up today? Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're going to save so much of your own energy and your own um, angst and relationships and bitterness, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. It's awesome. And I think it's yeah. amazing that you've also recognized the need to take a break from alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I realized I didn't like it. I had built yeah. this incri- in, like, entire persona about me to please mm-hmm. others just because I thought that that's what they wanted from me because I grew up in just a hostile um environment and my mom was constantly like changing her entire personality for a man and so I saw that as like well to be liked you must be who they are and who they want you to be and it's no fault of the people it's purely Mm -hmm. me like they never asked me to be this person I just went along with it because I wanted to be liked Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be accepted so I never responded well to alcohol. I never got angry or anything. Honestly, I just kind of like passed out. Um, yeah. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the dizziness. I don't I don't really like the taste unless it's an Aperol spritz. That is mm-hmm. like, if my girlfriends want to get me out of the house, mm-hmm. they always throw in like a cozy night with slippers and Aperol spritzes. That's my jam. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it just... Uh, I don't like it. It makes my face flush. Mm-hmm. And so I just... It was a huge step in my ego to, we would go camping a lot and our camp crew likes to drink. Mm -hmm. And I don't, well, it was also being a parent too. And I was really tired. I'm like, I already wake up or like go to bed not knowing how many times I'm going to wake up that night because I had two non-sleepers until like May or June. Mm -hmm. I think they started sleeping this past June and I have a five-year-old. Um... But it took me being like, I want to feel the best I possibly can. And I got two autoimmune diseases. So I got Hashimoto's and lupus because my body was so out of whack. Um, And I just wanted to feel my best every day. And the more I ate better, the more I showed up with six different drinks and different tinctures and all this different stuff. People thought I was weird, but it Mm -hmm. was a challenge for me to love myself and accept what I needed and my body needed. So it was really a big step in my ego when I would decline the wine and open a sparkling water Mm -hmm. and I started being okay with that and they would make jokes and they would make comments and then eventually they gave up because they just they were like oh she's still so much fun Mm -hmm. she's still my best friend she's still we have a great time she just doesn't like to drink so that was really cool is just going to a restaurant I'm so comfortable with myself to order a sparkling water yeah, and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But it took a lot to get there. It does take a lot to get there. And so... Such a um, social norm. Yeah. I'm currently doing um, a challenge that I haven't done before. I saw that. Yeah. The body so, reset and yeah. you promote detox a lot. But I love that your body reset <clears throat> is yeah. only a dollar. Yes. So speak a little bit to that with what so you're about to say about it. I mean, technically it's a free challenge. I challenged you also to click click a button because a dollar in the commitment. Yes. In like the they exchange, need something to commit. <laughs> it's like you're 
instantly going to get transformation because mm-hmm. you chose to donate a dollar versus mm-hmm. just say, yeah, I'll see what this is about. Maybe yeah. I won't show up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're there's committed. A, there's a different energy about it. It's yeah. like so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I have several people. I have about 20 people right now that are doing no alcohol for the month of January. And I have a wait list going because I'm going to keep it going through the winter. So if you're somebody So every month you're going to take a new group? Yes. So have you? when did you start yours? Are you doing it with I, them? Um, I haven't had alcohol for eight years. <laughs> and Good it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. You're like who I aspire to be. I, it's, it's crazy. It's a long story, but I do talk a lot about my journey and like so many things I've learned along the way. And, um, it's been really, really fun. It's okay. Been, it's been really fun guiding people through that. And so I've got the free challenge that's just in, it's like broadcast style. So kind of like this, you just kind of listen to a couple minutes of something or get like a cool link to a resource or a strategy or a, maybe a meditation something like and that. where and we can find this going through your through instagram, instagram right through your links way through the links i think um, it's labeled as like body reset challenge mm-hmm. for a dollar for anyone yeah. that wants to see that yeah. a healthy af <laughs> i love it <laughs> alcohol free and i think it's kind of cheeky so it is kind of cheeky yeah but it's cool <laughs> yeah and then along with that i've also got so if anybody really was like, oh, well, I don't know when you're going to put this podcast out, but if it's before February, I It'll do It'll be also. Thursday. Hopefully okay. I'll get this all edited and aligned mm-hmm. by Thursday is my I'm goal. I'm so ambitious. I have so much going on. They're in school for two hours <sighs> tomorrow. I'll okay. do it in that time. Okay. Awesome. Within my two to three <laughs> hours of work a day. <laughs> so yeah, if, um, if they wanted to still get in mid-month, um, we could certainly like do a private or a small group or something like that I love in, um, and then continue like giving you some of the free content. What do you hope for people <clears throat> to achieve from doing the body reset? Like what are yeah. you seeing people like the transformations and stuff? It's just bringing so much awareness it, when you it's this season is, is winter. So it's not, this isn't like about a new year, new you kind of Mm -hmm. challenge to get healthier but it's for somebody who knows that sometime in 2024 they want to feel better yeah they want to have more confidence Mm -hmm. they want to like who they are more Mm -hmm. and i i have found the very best way to do that is to let go Mm -hmm. and to to leave something behind that is like clogging up the pipes pipes somehow and for me that is it's just a no-brainer that it's alcohol so um yeah and so I, what I'm seeing so far is, is that there's, it's hard, it's hard. So I don't know if, if you've taken quite a bit of breaks, um, but I've come from a, a social circle where regular drinking is a thing for mm-hmm. a long period of time. It's hard being the one that and steps that, outside and swims upstream instead mm-hmm. of with the stream. I've been swimming upstream for a long time, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's hard. It never gets easier. Yeah. But I feel better within myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it does get easier. Mm-hmm. It does get easier, and you find there's this like huge world of other people mm-hmm. who are, who never have drinking or um, mm-hmm. who are like also in the same energy that you are. So it's fascinating and it's just, it's like endlessly interesting to me as well. That is, there's so much truth to it because I'm in that stage of life where I've done the work, 
I've gotten through all this. I had to look at all of my friendships. I looked at myself. I built a relationship with myself. I kicked some friendships out because I'm like, this just doesn't align Mm -hmm. with me anymore. And all of a sudden, like we kind of talked about at the beginning, like all these people are just falling into my lap. And I'm like, I'm never, I take, it's hard for me to make friends. Yeah. Um, because I have very good boundaries mm-hmm. and I won't put up with very much. And also I'm intimidating, apparently. I'm just a projector. Apparently I'm intimidating <laughs> because I'm so confident, which was so crazy. Oh yeah, we were talking about yeah, that yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because never in my life would I have ever been described yeah. as confident or like hard to approach. But I think there's just been this like negative persona um about people particularly women Mm -hmm. who it's like if they're confident or happy like I am happy Mm -hmm. people are sensing happiness and if you're not there if your vibrancy isn't there if you haven't done the work you're not going to be there you're not going to be Mm -hmm. able to approach me and I think that we really can use a lot of work as a society about not supporting or not um not having such a negative idea around a confident person because I still do the work. There's just a few weeks ago, my confidence got knocked down and I second guessed myself and all of these different things. And I had to do the work again to build myself back up. But when you start doing the work and start eating healthier, like natural food choices just come to, Mm -hmm. I don't have to work for that anymore. I don't have to work for friendships, which is like the, craziest thing that I'm still wrapping my head around because Mm -hmm. all these people are just showing up right because you do the work and they start being attracted to that we started meeting people who don't drink you don't drink would Mm -hmm. you look at that like Mm -hmm. that's just so crazy of not that I have anything against people who do not whatsoever there's no judgment here on any of it it just wasn't what I wanted anymore yeah. And it didn't work for me anymore. And I do think it's important for anyone, if, if you plan to, to continue enjoying alcohol, just to take time away from it, just to see. It's, it's an experiment in your mm-hmm. own body and your own being. As long as it's something you're adding mm-hmm. and not something that just is a part of you. Right. Would you agree? Right, I agree. And I think it's important You when you step away from it, you start to see, like you said, all the different things you sort of like you do have insecurity around Mm -hmm. or you don't have certainty about within yourself or your choices. And so it's, I just think it's like one of the most empowering things you can do to stand behind like a, I'm not drinking for 30 days, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm doing doing a no drinking challenge and Mm -hmm. see how that goes in your whole life. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's an experiment to see what happens when you let go. So the last thing I also want to touch on um, is, uh, I just got distracted. Okay. They're going to pick it's up time. my kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're, um, we're wrapping up here. We, even, we could talk about it forever. So I will also say um, that anyone who like just like not drinking, give mindfulness a try. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done it, like exactly. you might just be like, you might shake off and be like, whatever, 15 minutes a day. Pfft, that's not going to transform me. It will. It will. Give it 30 days. Do something for 30 days and just see how you feel. See what emotions come up. And if you're strong enough to face those emotions and to tackle that, like, what do you think will come from that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's so beautiful. If, if someone were to do both your program 
and to take a break. They just they're been getting, mentally clear. They're getting the tools. They're mm-hmm. getting the tools to navigate. And then you won't the, necessarily the break. maybe you don't need the alcohol. Right. Because you'll have the tools to right. Because what we yeah. really think, we think we're taking the edge off, we think we're gonna reduce stress, but in fact it raises cortisol levels in your body to ingest alcohol. So Did you guys know it's crazy? That um, I was listening to this doctor because I'm uh, becoming certified to be a holistic uh, nutritionist. Um, a cancer doctor said that he was asked a question of what is the first thing you would do if you yourself got cancer? And he said, I would get the F out of America. Mm-hmm. America is yeah. one of the most stressful environments. And I feel it. That's why we're leaving Phoenix. Yeah. I need to be more in nature. Our house is like it. Part of the woods is our house, and being removed from the materialistic, the consumerism, the comparison, the judgment, just the constant need to compete with each other and keep going harder and never slowing down. I just thought that was so interesting. That like his first thing that he would do would be get the f out of America mm-hmm. because of that. I think yeah. we don't realize. Like, no wonder why we're all getting so sick. Like, Hashimoto's to me is a very serious autoimmune disease. And lupus just doesn't even show up in my body anymore because I've confronted it. I didn't go on medication for it. I worked with real food. And we I don't do realize it. I have a similar it. story with, with Ooh. autoimmune. I know we, we should share don't it. need to. It's okay. I don't have that much time. But Touch on it, I though, have, because it's fascinating. Um, I have what is called HS, and okay. I've had it since I was about 11 or 12. Okay. Which coincides with an interesting time in my life when I moved here. Mm. I broke my arm in gymnastics. I was a gymnast, and I have metal plates and screws still in there. So who knows if it's a com? We don't know because I've been working on this for 30 years. If it's a combination do you do a lot of, metal of heavy metal, mm-hmm. if it's okay. heavy metal from that specifically, which I've also you know looked into getting it removed, etc., and it just isn't, mm. it's not really an option that I want to pursue at this moment. And so, which is okay. That, there um, is no judgment ever on any right. of that. That is, I love for yeah. you to be able to say that, and I mm-hmm. think that's very important for people. For sure, yeah. So I have been dealing with the symptoms, and if anybody out there has HS, I mean, just hit me up because I um, I still deal with a very mild flare, like you would probably have experienced. But I have never used medication. I, have I get flare ups all the time. Used, um, Had a flare up the like, other day with moving. <laughs> with um, deep detox, like um, different cleansing, and just like the way that I maintain my eating regimen through that and through my reduction of stress through mindfulness um i have been able to i'm in about like 99 percent remission and it's amazing it's It's amazing amazing. because it's um i do the research it's horrible yeah (laughs) i've come out of the extreme of Hashimoto's my lupus is not showing up anymore thank goodness but my Hashimoto's was really extreme like it was Mm -hmm. a dangerous level and um, in the last eight months, uh, I really stepped everything up a notch and I'm out of the extreme, but I have to, I've just adapted a lifestyle to help me exactly reduce and with food and it really is possible without medication. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, that the doctor was absolutely right. 
And in fact, I think we're going to see more and more people in the next few years being called to a different location around the world because we're just all, we're all going to start taking lead from projectors that have more of a sense of the energy. We're going to have to do another yeah. episode on specifically the human design, you guys, yeah, on like really sure. diving into stuff. For sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll have an episode. I am starting a podcast. Um, it's going to be called Nourish You. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And uh, I actually have a digital cookbook available that's I saw called that Nourish too. You. Yes. Um, but this is like Nourish with just the uppercase U because I want it to be more of a university type place. I to learn all sorts of things. Um, Maybe so we'll I'll come up with a combo do, um, with like the herbalism uh, book that, that I'm going to come up with and we could do like a, yeah. like if it's going to be a real like university type thing, that'd be so cool. That would be amazing. That's mm-hmm. going to be so amazing. And your podcast, you're planning on having it come out yeah, soon. I'll have a trailer out, uh, Mar- uh, let's see, January 21st, and then I'll have my episodes drop in March, I think around it. the 23rd. I love it. Which is fun. I um, was actually advised to find human design charts of the birthday of the podcast. And so I'm very excited about my partnership with the podcast as a being itself. Oh, I love that. So we'll have to look and see what your your podcast chart looks like. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. It is fun. I love that, all of those things. Is there anything else you want to talk (sighs) about on here? I feel like we're just going to have to do a few more episodes. Definitely, I'll have my human design chart pulled up next time and talk about that in the universe and all of the things. Yeah. Um, are you planning to have retreats on your property? I'm curious. Yes. Yeah. So it's really crazy. My husband wasn't quite ready for this. Sometimes I dream a little bit bigger than sure. like we're ready for, mm-hmm. which is baby steps. Maybe. Really cool. But there's this property um, about 20 miles away from where we're moving in mm-hmm. the outskirts of Charlotte, and it's. Uh, I think it's like 80 acres or something like that. Nobody has bought it. It has a hotel and a full chef um, level kitchen already in it. So my goal and my dream is to be able to educate kids and families on whole foods and nutrition and starting it really at the root. But I wanna teach a whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. My husband and I were talking about this the other day. Like, I would love to, as part of my community gives back, like every every few months we'll have a few of them a year where we're going to one of them a year is going to be free though. So mm-hmm. anyone can join. And it's going to be teaching people foods. We're going to mm-hmm. do like an eight-week course. We're going to have a couple a year, yeah. one free. And it's going to be you know how to garden like we're gonna have like a huge garden we're gonna have a huge herb garden and veggie garden so that i can make all of our (laughs) remedies but we're gonna teach people how to make simple teas for when you have the flu or colds like how to bump up your system naturally with stuff so you don't have to run to get cough syrup and foods like shifting into different seasons different foods to add in in order to protect ourselves like liver detoxes naturally everyone should be doing a drink or a smoothie a few times a week Mm -hmm. like all of these different things and just teaching a whole interactive session of all of it and my goal is to have retreats going so that i can teach people the full lifestyle of all of it so it would be great i'm sure we'll have more and come out and be a teacher for some of that stuff yeah. because I think we all can teach each other a whole bunch of stuff. So I love always asking people about that, those kinds of things and or their vision for 
an idealistic life. So do you have any other comments to say about like what you see for, you know, your more ideal vision of, of who you are, your family? Mm-hmm. I think you've spoken to it a good deal yeah. on your podcast. Is there anything else you feel it's like so you're that's missing that you've not shared with your audience? No, it's so weird. Um, what a beautiful question. I love curiosity. Um, no, I just feel like I'm finally going to be able to step into this full version of myself that I've been building but mm-hmm. haven't quite felt like I fit in here. And I think I'm going to completely create this atmosphere and environment that is just fully aligned with me. Mm-hmm. So I'll be taking all of these things and really embracing my entire being in nature. I'll have yogas um, on the property, meditations in the herbal garden, um, you know, the cooking classes, the nutrition mm-hmm. classes, and um, a whole apothecary. So I'm just excited just to like step into this version that I've created that I just feel so aligned and I feel like it's my truest self. So yeah. it's really cool. How about you? That's beautiful. I mean, that that's also like when, so part of my human design discovery is also learning about gene keys, which is kind of an offshoot of it. And in your human design chart, it will say your incarnation cross. Mm -hmm. And so Gene Keys has this beautiful language of breaking it down as to like what you are here to do, what your purpose is, um, what you're here to learn. And like my, one of the things that is what I'm here to do is to constantly, I'm constantly living in like the ideal and also living in the 3d reality and the struggles that ensue there Mm -hmm. so i just love to ask that question and hear what other people have to say it's actually very aligned with with yours it's more about the feeling of Of that it is it's the feeling of being able to be more certain yeah and more um secure within Mm -hmm. my own being regardless of any other circumstance Mm mm-hmm which yeah. is hard to do when you have yes. kids also that are fully into <laughs> the world of yeah. what society and the media has told us that we're meant to be when you're trying to be yeah. outside of the box, I think is, mm-hmm. I'm finding that really hard being on the beginning of that journey and mm-hmm. you're kind of more in the it's middle really to difficult. end of it. And it's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. You'll be you'll be a lot more energetically secure, I think, being in nature and raising them in that way and being able to be a little bit more removed. Um, it has been very difficult. Mm. But at the same time, it's it's what continues to invite in the the light. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Keep yeah. growing with that. What is your main goal for the direction of your podcast? And then we will wrap it up. Like, what are you hoping to achieve? The main goal is to provide people information and tools and strategies about all kinds of wellness, whether it's your body, your mind, or your soul. And how to live a more free, and just like we were saying, this ideal version of yourself mm-hmm. that's that's the goal and to provide it more freely because I do only have so much time and energy I wanted to be available mm-hmm. yeah. and you can't be a true intentional line teacher if you yourself are not walking the walk which is yeah. really important I think a lot of us like I have so many ideas and it's just taking me a little bit longer because I'm trying to stay 
within what my guidelines are because I do not want to become burnt out again. That's a horrible feeling. You can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, I feel like it's time for me. And also it's, like I said, it's like the reason I show up to teach is also because it holds me accountable. It holds me accountable to my own, my own steadiness, my own growth. Yeah. So when you, I, I do operate a little better with some kind of rhythm. Um, with breaks and spontaneity built in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. We will tag um, all of your things in this because I think that you've got some really cool things coming up. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's a wrap on another episode of A Mindful Bliss Journey. Thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing and having just such an authentic and vulnerable and open conversation with us. I invite you to carry the essence of mindfulness into the tapestry of your daily life. Stay present, stay mindful, and turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. Be sure to find Lauren's links within the show notes and reach out to us with any questions or comments. We would love to hear from you.